0: What's up, everybody? This is I Sessions Podcast. I'm Todd, your host, out here in the great Pacific Northwest. It is January 2nd, 2022. This is the first show of the year. And what better way to start this off with an interview with no other than Chris McMurray, a local artist out here in Portland, Oregon and i can't wait to share his story with you and what the future's holding and what we have collaborating we will be back in 8 seconds hey ah, my man chris what's up my brother what are hey, you doing huh? dusting yourself off oh
1: Yo, yeah I, was, I think i had some onion or garlic on me <laughs> yeah. i was, was downstairs making um slicing garlic and onion trying to make some spaghetti tonight
0: oh yeah yeah do you need a little time out to sit down and make your dinner first
1: uh i'm good
0: are you sure yeah all right my friend well welcome to yeah. I sessions podcast first thing I like to do is uh, start it off by you introducing yourself to the people out there listening.
1: All right. So, uh, my name is Chris McMurray. I'm from Portland, Oregon, born and raised here. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, yeah, I live in St. John's. I live um, in St. John's since 2003. So it's going on. Um, so it's been about 18 years and, uh, I do art. I I draw, paint, do photography. I write, and I'm a musician. Um, but my main thing that I do is um, visual art, and uh, it's a combination of um, realism and abstract. Yes, sir. Like right in 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 between. Uh, and uh, I currently have four exhibitions going on right now.
0: Nice, nice. Where are those exhibitions at?
1: Um, so one is in um. Wines on Second Avenue on the Dalles, Oregon, near Hood River, and then I have one at um, the Albina Art Center.
0: Nice, like and that's on, yeah, that's
1: on Williams and Killingsworth. And then um, I just ended one in the Pearl District downtown at Gallery One Fourteen. So actually, I just have three shows going on, and then um, the other one is at um, Culture Kindness um a vegan cheese place on um on I think it's on Belmont
0: awesome awesome so you're getting the word out there meeting people and getting the word out nice Mm -hmm. so you're born and raised out in Portland uh schooling what you do with schooling as far as like elementary and junior high and high school and all that
1: Oh yeah. I went to a whole bunch of different schools. Um, so back in the seventies, they, they bust people around in Portland, Oregon to kind of help with, um, like desegregation and stuff like that. But for me, I mean, it was like good and bad because like the, uh, negatives is like, they sent me way out to some of these schools. So I'd be on the bus for like almost an hour each way. Wow. Uh, so I started, um, at, um, a school called the Black Educational Center. It was kind of like a, a private school. So I started that um, in kindergarten. And I went from there. I skipped first grade, went to Vernon for second, Marysville for third grade. Then I went to Park Rose for um, fourth and fifth. And then I went to Tubman for sixth, seventh and eighth. Wow. And then I went to Lincoln High School for freshman uh, and sophomore year. And then... um. I, um, junior and senior year, I went to Jefferson.
0: Nice, nice. You definitely bounced around through Oregon, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also lived at a bunch of different places in, um, in, in Oregon as well. Like, when I, when I was born, I lived in, um, Northeast Portland, um, around the Alberta area. hmm Like, uh, probably, like, around, around 17th in Alberta, and then 24th and going, and then 28th in Alberta. And then, um, When I turned six, I lived near Woodland Park. um, (laughs) close. So I lived there for, you know, from when I was six to 13. And then from then on, I moved to Southwest Portland, which is like off of Barber Boulevard. And then, um, like, once I graduated, I moved out and then um, stayed near Lloyd Center for maybe a minute because I had some crazy roommates at the time. (laughs) And then, uh, then I got my own place. And and I think it was in um when was it? It was like 1990. Um, I got my own place in Northwest Portland. Um, my rent was 325 a month. It included everything.
0: Well, not anymore. You know,
1: yeah. I even got I got I got like free bootleg cable too.
0: So <laughs> yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a studio apartment. So once you walked in, there'd just be a bed, and it didn't have it had a, a portable closet. It didn't really have um it had a kitchenette, not not a real kitchen. So no no it, it was like a hot pot. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But area was cool. And then um eventually I um you know moved around a bit and then um ended up being in St. John's in 03 and I lived here. Yeah, you definitely
0: senior share of the neighborhoods in Portland for sure. You've seen yeah. all the culture in Portland.
1: Yeah, so so the good thing about that. And a good thing about going to all these different schools and living in these different places, I get, I got to know a lot of different people and a lot of different cultures. So I think, you know, maybe that's why I get along with so many people because I always knew, like I never really had one crowd that I hung out with. It was always like a person from this group a person from this group and maybe they didn't all know each other, but it's like, I got to know a variety of different people. Um, and then the thing I like about um, living in St. John's, which yeah, eighteen years here, yeah. longer than any other area by by a long shot, is like I wanted to have a community of people where like I could go to a store, a shop, or a bar or walk down the street and then I recognize someone I know and, and get to know people um, you know, in my neighborhood. Because I didn't really have that as a kid and wow. growing up, but yes, yeah, so like I, I embrace it now. We do
0: have a good little neighborhood right here for sure. It is one of those where you walk, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Is your family? Um you're born and raised out here, so your family's born and raised out here. Or are they from somewhere else?
1: Oh yeah. Uh so my family my family's from Arkansas. Arkansas. So Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother, she had eight kids and she um her, her husband and my mom. Um, and my aunt moved up here in 1953. So my mom was two and my aunt was like a newborn. So they moved in 1953 and then they stayed in Portland at the time. And that's where like, um, due to redlining. So, um, you know, there wasn't many places for, for black people to live. So we had to live in a certain area. So like we had our own community and we had our own stuff going on. So like most of us lived in North Portland, um, I guess in the um in the Williams area, mm-hmm. North Williams. Yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Mississippi area for for a while. And then um my grandmother bought her she bought a house close to the Lloyd Center. And then she um you know, moved to seventeenth in Alberta um by the time I was five. And uh so then I spent a lot of time with her in the Alberta area. So I you know, back when I was five, I was walking to school. Right. Um, I mean the streets were a lot safer in a lot of ways. So you could just it was nothing for like a five year old or six year old to just walk to school. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People frown on that. Parents will frown on a kid walking to school anymore.
1: Yeah, now yeah, nowadays uh yeah, things are crazy. Yeah. So um so I I got into art, um well, I started drawing at a very early age. I started drawing when I was two, so um, I did. I remember doing this plate with markers, and it was just like a bunch of scribbles on a plate, mm-hmm. and I drew something. But my mom still has that plate, and I have a picture of it. Oh no! Too. Uh, yeah,
0: right.
1: yeah, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, so it was uh, and I kind of maintain elements of that style in my art today, because I I I do like realistic pictures, but then there's abstract, and then there's like often a bunch of marks and scribbles and what i like doing that in my stuff today is because it connects me to when i was two years old so it kind of like carries over with me um yeah yeah just kind of like embrace um imperfection and whatever marks you want to make and then um i have two different styles of art so some of it some of it's like really messy and dense with a lot of stuff going on and then some of it is um, a bit more clean with like really clean minimalist lines so it's either like black and black or white really clean crisp lines or it's just a really mess of color and a bunch of marks and a bunch of scribbles that come together to make a nice image looks amazing to me
0: everything I've seen by it looks amazing and you can see it right off the bat having a saying to it and a meaning to it it literally grabs your soul when you look at your art for sure
1: yeah, I appreciate it. So, uh, I've just been drawing all my life, self-taught. Um, I took art classes in high school, you know, as part of as part of requirement.
0: Yeah, I heard Lincoln High School had the best art class ever.
1: Oh, no, I don't. Joke it. Yeah, 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 I didn't like Lincoln at all. I didn't like the teachers. So real quick,
0: to interrupt real quick, just so everybody yeah. knows, we, we were trying to do a podcast before this, and we... We were deep into it, and all of a sudden, the battery died on the tablet that was recording the podcast, and we lost everything. So it's kind of weird that we're retaking this podcast right now. So there's yeah. things I kind of know in this story. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like- so I'll
1: touch, I'll touch on Lincoln High School for a bit. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so first of all, I mean, I got to keep in mind that uh, I was younger than everyone because I didn't go the first grade. I went from kindergarten to second. So that kind of speaks a little bit. So so I was like downtown, really young, not, you know, mature yet. So I didn't really like Lincoln a lot. I didn't really feel connected to anyone. I didn't feel like I had any any mentorship. So I um go there to school, but then I would be downtown, which was like this brand new thing to me so often i would skip some of the assemblies which i thought were boring and then i'd hang out downtown and do different um you know different things downtown um i lived by a record store at the time uh, yeah or not by a record or, uh, by a radio station so i lived by a radio station i wanted Males you to West. bring
0: this story up because i actually dig this story the story is cool okay.
1: All right, so I lived by a radio station, and whatever radio station was, it was whatever the pop radio. It was station off of
0: Barber, up. right? It was on Southwest. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: it was on Southwest, close to like thirty fifth, a little bit across the street from where Wendy's what was. What year at.
0: was this? What 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 year roughly is this again? So people, um, it, was around, uh, it was around.
1: Yeah, it was around nineteen eighty three.
0: So nineteen eighty three, you're cruising by this radio station every day, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you walk in and you go into the building. It's a. Uh, uh, a brick building. You walk in up the stairs, and this door. I mean, you open the door, and there's a receptionist desk, and then there's piles and piles like of records, of 45 records on vinyl, 12 inches albums. There's there's like so many records, and they're all promotional records. So let's say, um, they weren't necessarily bad records. They were just records that didn't fit the pop radio form- format. Like for example, I remember um, Vanity 6 back in the day and uh, I remember seeing that record so I would just get stacks I you know I say hey what are you doing with these records and they say hey feel free to take them so every you know at least once a week I would come and I like, get as many as I could carry home uh, and then uh, I would uh you know go downtown and I take um, I sell I keep the records I wanted to keep and then I sell what I wanted to sell and downtown back in the 80s, it was all about record stores, so there are so many downtown. So I go from store to store to store. So maybe I start with like maybe thirty or forty records, and then the the person would say, "Hey, yeah, I could give you forty bucks for for these. I don't want these." Um, and I go to the next door. Oh yeah, I could give you twenty for these, and the next door, oh, I could give you ten for these.
0: Great hustle and, then, and vinyl, man. Yeah, it's so yeah. And
1: then, I, and then I was on. I was also. I'd either, you know, sell them, get the money, use that for my weekly allowance. And you were like 13
0: years old, you said, right?
1: Yeah, I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a lot of money, you know, back in 1983. I was hustling
0: newspapers, and this motherfucker over here, he's hustling freaking vinyl from the radio station. You got to love that, man.
1: Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so so then, you know, and at the time, I was watching music videos a lot. I mean, well, MTV was like only two years old at the time. That's
0: when MTV was good.
1: That's when it was good.
0: And that that something happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'd always been in the music. So, like, when MTV first came out in 1981, what I was doing was I get the audio tape recorder, not the fancy boomboxes, but it was like the real cheap one that records audio. And I hold it up to the TV and then I make my mixtapes from watching that.
0: Yeah, boy. Hell yeah, me too.
1: So, that's how I got to know what different bands were and stuff. So then like I go to the, the, um, rate, the radio station. And then, um, I, you know, I pick through the records, recognizing some of the names I saw on MTV. And then I, I, I trade them in for other records. So like I was doing two things. I was making money. I was learning about music. I was like supporting myself through, through high school without really having a job. Um, at least, you know, for those two years. And then, um, also I was, um, i was building up a record collection so right i and i have a lot of records to this day like some of those records i had when i was 13 i still have unreal and i have a i don't have like well i have a pretty big collection but not like the biggest but i have probably about almost two thousand records
0: so at this time we're 13 doing this and then what are we getting back into the artwork are we pushing the artwork Are we doing the paintings and the drawings as well at this time?
1: Oh, at this time,
0: pounding on this.
1: Yeah, I was. I was just drawing. um, I was just. um, So everything I did was in pencil at the time. So I just do like, just like random sketches, but nothing too serious. And uh, I did that throughout high school. Um, I I did um, once I got out of Lincoln, which I was really happy because I didn't like the school at all. Yeah, (laughs) no. Uh,
0: It's not quite how it went the first time we talked, but that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't giving them any (laughs) credit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, huh? You're like, I ain't giving them any credit.
1: (laughs) I I mean, there's a couple people from Lincoln that I see today. Uh, Yeah, but for the most part, I didn't really have those connections. (laughs) But uh Jefferson, yeah, I love that school. I, I recognize that school.
0: And you're still doing artwork at Jefferson. You did artwork all the way till you graduated.
1: Yeah, I did artwork all the way until I graduated. Um, When I graduated, uh, I uh, did artwork for a couple more years. And then I got into college.
0: You were doing artwork?
1: Um, Well, I went to, um, when I graduated, I went to college for about a year. I wasn't doing artwork then. I would just do random sketches on my own.
0: Okay. So,
1: So I was 20. And then I took a long break. So when I turned around the time 19 or 20, I, I got more interested in doing music. So I bought a keyboard. I bought a cheap keyboard from Fred Myers. It's a toy keyboard. Sounded like you and know
0: TV videos caught up with you. You're watching Devo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then I got I get and then I got a drum. So then I, I hooked up the cheap keyboard to drum machine, started making beats and then i remember always being at radio shack always trying to oh find some
0: god you can't there's radio shack has gone huh
1: yes yeah, it's, it's gone Unbelievable. but radio yeah radio shack was my favorite um my favorite store back in the day it was always, always an
0: interesting place they had funny little gadgets always
1: yeah, yeah. yeah so then um so then you know between my 20s and 30s it was like a combination of uh being um really into music and um um collecting records you know learning how to span records on turntables and stuff and then um and then uh so i started getting more and more music i started um i put an ad in the paper back in probably like 1991 um tr- trying to form a, a band and i just wanted to play keyboards and and write stuff and and do the program so i formed my first band in 1991 um and we put out a cassette really you we know, have the cassette still yeah we had the cassette still no and man. then i was yeah yeah so i was doing uh we did a couple of shows and we lasted for maybe about a year or maybe a little less than a year but uh that was a lot of fun so it's like music music and what was
0: the and, name and of the band
1: it was called Alien Sun. Alien Sun, S-U-N. Um,
0: what was the yeah. name of the cassette?
1: As I think it was called As Is. As Is?
0: Yeah. i got to hear this sometime. It's too bad you can't play this on here. I would love to hear it. Uh, it would be yeah. great. So and, uh, while doing this, 2230, while you're making music, yeah. are, are you doing this, like, making money as well? Are you making income from this? Oh, or are you no, no. working a job, like, working a...
1: I'm working a job. Yeah. So, what are you yeah, doing
0: yeah. for income at this time while you're learning music?
1: While I was learning music, I was working. Um, had a couple jobs at a hotel. Uh, okay. I worked at three for a little bit as a porter. Um, set um you know, setting up banquet tables with the napkins and the plates right. and the you know catering
0: right. events and banquets. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And then and then I worked at the Hilton for a little bit. um, and then I was a cook there for a little bit
2: Okay. Uh,
1: and then uh, so I was still on bands, so, so and you I,
0: had a gig to make your money while you're learning your music,
1: yeah, 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 and i and I think I was doing pretty good because my rent was only three three hundred twenty five a month, yeah, and at the time I thought I was living large with the money because <laughs> I was making like you know once i got once I started making like five dollars an hour, I was like, whoa. I'm living big. <laughs> right. I mean, I remember being 21 and, and going out to Red Robin for the first time, and it just felt like I was going to, like, a, a luxury restaurant at oh the time. Oh,
2: my
0: God.
1: The fucking Red I went Robin. From, from Helper, I went from Hamburger Helper to, to Red Robin.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> that's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. uh. Sal Kassamaya.
0: So that's his name, Sal. I um I worked yeah. at Red Robin for a minute in San Diego, and Sal worked there. That's the announcer for the um uh, for the X Games.
1: For the X Games, yeah, he no, used not- to
0: work at Red Robin with me. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny. Yeah, so they have the good one- burgers though. Yeah, like yeah, strawberry this was lemonade's the one- actually all right.
1: Yeah, this was the one on. Um, <laughs> this was on Burnside on, like twentieth and Burnside. <laughs> So um then after that I was uh I was still at the hotel and uh I remember trying to get a job um like maybe later on there was a video store I want to say it was in Northport um in no off of Burnside uh the Blockbuster video I tried to get a job there but they wouldn't hire me they, ask, they were asking me, you know, what, what was my hobbies and stuff and what did I like to do? And I just say, oh, yeah, I like music and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, if you like, I mean, I think they were looking for a reason not to hire me at the time because they're like, hey, well, if you're like, if you, you know, they're like, oh, you like music? And I said, yeah, I played in bands and stuff. And then they like, hey, gotcha. So if you played in bands, that means that you're not going to be able to be available all the time because you're going to be up all night doing shows and stuff like that. So like they just like talk themselves. Oh into my not- god. It was crazy, and I just wanted a job. I just wanted um, a job. Man. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, ultimately, you know, working at the hotel, uh, I wanted a job where I didn't have to work on weekends. So I went. Um, well, before that, I was still playing in my my band, and we did this big. We got signed to a record label. It was it was my second band that I formed in '94. And it's called Zing X X I N G. And there's a if you look us up on um, YouTube, there's a music video for a song called All in All. Really? Um, that recorded. Yeah, we went down to L.A. and and made a music video. So oh, we you got we
0: forward s- this to me on. Messenger. Yeah, I
1: will. All right, I will. Yeah, because we we're assigned we we're assigned to a label like an indie label. Really? And what they did was um yeah yeah uh, what they did but we had already made a record so we made a CD. We made the album, we got signed to an indie label, and uh the guy took us out to dinner or lunch, and then we all got contracts, all five of us, so we all signed the contract. Uh we sold two hundred of our album.
0: <laughs> Name uh, though.
1: Yes, you know, and we get we, we even had a press agent. Um we had we had a press person who got us in like you know, Willamette Week and the Willamette Weeks of different cities, uh, and then we went on a, a, a tour. We went on a West Coast tour. It was supposed to be a, a our big tour, and and like it was the last date was going to be um, at this place called the Viper Room in L.A., and that was going to be our, our our big our big thing where we're going to be seen by people in the industry and stuff. So 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 just remember that because that's supposed to be like the whole point of this trip to lead up to that so we started in seattle and then um well first of all we our tour bus it was actually a band it was a band that was used to transport dogs <laughs> so it was an adventure but still looking back on it you know okay. so we so all five of us and i think there might have been a sixth person who came along with us we're all in a band Taking turns driving, except for me because I didn't know how to drive at the time. So we're, you know, we're going from Seattle to Portland to Salem to Chico, California to San Francisco, L.A. Um, it was just kind of a challenging tour, but we had fun at the same time. So our final, so our final shot, um, stop was in L.A. We're supposed to be on that a Saturday night um, at midnight. That's where everyone is gonna be out and a bunch of people are, are gonna be in. But at the very last minute, you know, there is a mix up and they said, Hey, you're on at nine o'clock. Oh. <laughs> so at nine o'clock, at nine o'clock
0: Yeah, nobody there. There's,
1: there's like ten people. Yeah. And maybe some are are the employees. Right. <laughs> right. So after that. After that, I was like, you know, I need to um, I need to get a real I need to get a better job. I need to get a career. So then I got a job at a um, I went to a temp agency. Well, actually, no, I applied for I applied for a job at a bank at a very big bank in in Portland, Oregon. So I applied for a job at that bank. They didn't call me or anything. Nothing. And then I went to a temp agency and then he put me at the same bank that they didn't call me. No way right and then i've been there for 25 years
0: oh you're at that so, same bank
1: for 25 years wow
0: congrats yes yeah, awesome. so yeah,
1: yeah so i started as i started as a temp and then um what happened uh yeah they hired me a couple weeks later and then eventually i went back to school to um because i felt Need a career, and I'm like, Well, since I'm in a bank, I like numbers, so let me go um, study up accounting. So I got an associate's degree in accounting, and then since I got that in like 2004, and then once I get the degree, like my career, everything started to go up with the bank. So it's like I've always had like these two different lives, you know, like during the day, I work at a bank where it's all corporate and stuff, and then when I'm not at the bank everything I do is, you know, art, music, writing, photography. So it kinda helps. Um, I felt like if I was doing something creative during the day, I probably wouldn't be as creative at at night. So it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like during the day, during my day job, I'm kind of deprived of creativity. So that's why I'm all about it when I um I get off work. So I started um I started at the bank when I was twenty six. Um at that at that point I didn't do any art because I had taken. I stopped doing art back when I was twenty. Um, but uh, I started up art again, probably like after, right after I moved to St. John's. So back in two thousand three, two thousand four, um, I started on. Um, and keep in mind, um, up until two thousand four, everything I was doing was just in pencil. Um, Because I didn't know much about supplies. So it would be like pencil and then whatever paper I could find. Hmm. I didn't know about any art stores. Or, I mean, like everything was self-taught. And I didn't really know all that much. So then I started to really find myself back in, um, you know, then 2004. Started learning about different materials. Um, a friend of mine bought me a whole bunch of canvases. And I, I never really painted before, so I didn't know what to do with them. So then I had some acrylic paint and tried to figure it out. And then I had like a rough time with some of my first pieces of work. And at this time, I really didn't really, I mean, I had a little bit of a style, but I didn't really know um, where I was trying to go until, you know, lots of practice. And then things started to come together, um, probably took me about, maybe like 10 years to really get to a good place to where I was really comfortable. um, And then now, yeah. Yeah. Lots of dedication. I mean, because I mean, I'm all about creating things and, and like, which like, you know, there's like four or five different areas and now it's all combined into one, like any given day, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I managed to do everything. I mean, sometimes you know you get the saying you know like jack of all trades master of none but it's like for me it's different um, and i'm not you know for me it's different because i don't think of it as as master of, of all or whatever i think of is like i think of it as one i think of writing you know a poem or some lyrics is the same to me as doing a painting or doing the drawing or taking a photo or making music it's all um an act of self-expression
2: yeah
1: and then i yeah and I, and I look at it as um not only self-expression i look at it as 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 something that's courageous to be able to to like have something that's nothing like whatever you create to have something that's like absolutely nothing like a blank slate where there's nothing and you make something that didn't exist until you did that courageous act of making it so oh. i think um
0: feels yeah. good, too, when you create something. It just feels good. Yeah. Especially when yeah. people like it. It just takes one smile, and it makes you feel good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and weird. Then I, yeah. And then it's all about self-care for me. I mean, it's all, all about, um, you know, I don't necessarily think about money or who likes it when I do it. I just think it's, I think about it as, it's a very personal thing from self-care um, that I think about. Uh, just unwinding and relaxing and escaping, what's going, you know, whatever's going on on the outside, and uh, being focused on um, what I'm doing.
0: Man, if you tune out, if you tune in the outside, you'll never get anything accomplished.
1: Right. You know.
0: Right. So, so the yeah. so, so this time, man, you you're going through the school, you uh, you're now working, you're out of the band, you're back to doing art while you're working. Marriage? Any marriage? Uh, kids? anything oh, like uh, that in life while we're going through these phases of of um what i guess adulting as we should say
1: oh yeah, yeah oh no marriage you know i've been a been in you know different relationships and stuff i have my daughter in 2000 um 2011 and she's 10 now and we do art and she's in school awesome. and uh she's in the neighborhood, um, like she could say, she's born and raised in St. John's, which is good, because she has what I didn't have. She has um, that uh, the stability of living in one place in one neighborhood, versus yeah. like you know, by because she's pretty much just been to James John, and then before it was the community center, versus me going from. You know, I that was probably like on my you know third or fourth school.
0: Yeah, kids should not be Mm -hmm. bouncing around every year. Kids need to stay put and have friends and learn Mm -hmm. society in my eyes. And I think it's good for a kid to stay. Mm -hmm. Try to stay in one school in one place if they if if can Mm -hmm. be. I mean, it's a. I bounced Mm -hmm. around too when I was a kid, but yeah, I feel the same way. Big time. Yeah, like ability. So we're still working. We're still doing some artwork. I know you're doing artwork. Um, you got it in some other buildings. Um, what, what, what do you want to see go from here with your artwork? Is this something career wise or just hobby wise? And maybe if you make a little bit of money and, you know, like is there a path with your artwork that you're headed to?
1: My um, path right now is to just get it exposed to get it out there to the people
0: so you are it's working like, on it. You're, you are trying to make it more than just a hobby as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. I,
1: yeah, I don't really, um, you know, like, I don't know if I'll quit my job or anything. I don't really right. see necessarily, but I, it is more of a, it's basically just life to me. It's just like what I've, what I've done hey, you're, and how something you love, man. Yeah. Something I love. And then like, um, as far as like, doing shows and stuff and, and getting it out there i didn't really get it out there until just a few years ago i've always been doing it just for my own self so the last really, couple
0: of years you've been pushing it a little bit more
1: yeah yeah so it's, i have a art mentor who's um who curates shows and uh you know i was friends with him and he saw that I had a bunch of art sitting around at home and you know, why don't you show it? So he, he sets up shows and uh, he set up a couple shows and, and then that was like my first thing at, at getting shows. And then it's been more and more things. And then, and then with social media, I started posting on social media. I mean, Great really not, not, yeah, 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 yeah. And I like, it, I like it for that. I, I think the thing about social media is I think um, depending on how you use it, it could be something amazing
0: definitely 100 percent. so yeah. a lot of these businesses have grown i'm learning yeah. a lot of things right now i mean i've been on instagram for a while and facebook and all that uh-huh. myspace back in the day but um yeah. i'm learning some new little tricks right now myself to advertise mm-hmm. business and you i'm already seeing a difference you know what i mean like i'm yeah. like whoa things are this does work you know yeah uh-huh lot more to do though i mean but yeah facebook instagram all that great platforms uh what is it read it i people call it reddit but i believe it's pronounced read it
1: yeah yeah i like i like read it
0: yeah and people people don't know this but um i do make chris's some of chris's artwork on apparel chris does the artwork and i just stamp it on apparel for him and let him go brand his artwork as well through apparel instead of just being offered through paintings or whatnot. Um, Just another way to get something that you like and more of affordable way, I guess, because Chris has a lot of amazing work out there and the fans and St. John's people that I know, they just, they love his work, man. And it's, it's good stuff. And it's, it's cool to collaborate something like that and brand Chris's stuff as well. So it's another way Chris is getting that artwork out there. And that's why I was kind of curious, more of a direction where you think you're headed with it, you know, and, because I like what you're doing, man. I think you should keep doing what you're doing and do some more local stuff and get it out there more, you know. It's good stuff, yeah. man. Like, every time I show it to somebody, they're like, oh, that's rad. You know, especially uh, she does what she wants. Everybody loves that one. The whamming go nuts yeah. over that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like, sometimes I like to put, you know, messages in there. You know, like, without being too over the top, but you know some of it like a lot of my some of the stuff has a message in it but it's not like in a way that's like preaching it it's you know some of his statements and then a lot of it is like whatever you want to interpret the message to to be and it's got a but taste
0: I, of, of of your heritage in it man it's got that yeah. it's got that african-american taste in there and it's yeah. gorgeous work man it's beautiful
1: yeah and i like going back into like history like um like back in early civilization and incorporating some of that stuff in there as well
0: it shows it shows
1: yeah like to look at something where like hey it doesn't look like just a piece of modern work but it almost looks like something that existed you know centuries ago too
0: right right i yeah i like the idea too of you doing um i've i told you this a few times but uh you need to do a st john's bridge piece
1: Oh, I am with, I, with fact, your
0: touch. With your touch, yeah. but you need to do that, and that that'll be it.
1: Yeah. So I started working on that today, actually.
0: Good. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see the finishing product. I will yeah. definitely help you push that because I know St. John's people will be all over that. The city of Portland will be all over that. You mm-hmm. know. So, and the St. John's parade, you know, that that'll be coming up the day before Mother's Day, and um,
1: yeah,
0: it it would be well advised to have that we'll put it in my booth. I mean, you don't have to go get a booth or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. up In my booth. So oh, yeah, we'll talk later. That's a ways away yet, but yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to do some more Portland stuff too, like some Portland neighborhood shirts. So I thought
0: Me that too. that
1: was, a, yeah, just to like really tie it into local and say, Hey, this is who we are because we have, you know, like with the stuff that you already do and some of the stuff that I'm trying to do. I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, out there
0: and they're people defi- like it we definitely need to reach the Portland community more <laughs> than just St. John's yes Yeah. yeah. Time. I've been thinking and planning that I've actually got some shirts back here I've been working on for a photo shoot mm-hmm. um, like the the St. John's clothing The I call it the no-po clothing I, I kind of <laughs> like that ring for it it's separated <laughs> from Iry Sessions because recessions Sessions is a, a collab of a lot of stuff I mean if you really look there's a lot of artwork bouncing all around you mm-hmm. have nwa which is northwest anglers yeah. pacific northwest bodyboarding um mm-hmm. you have the y east 26 related to snowboarding mount hood i mean it bounces all around you know and then there's some creative portland stuff and then there's humor stuff it bounces around so trying to brand it off to different little categories you know what i mean but portland yeah mm-hmm. you definitely got to reach the portland people more and something they're not seeing out there something that yeah. they want you know Mm-hmm. there's a lot of people hey, here I, to reach
1: yeah have you ever thought about doing um designing a uh, a surfboard
0: hmm. no no my buddy shape boards oh. no i've thought oh. about doing some artwork to have laminated in boards but no mm-hmm. yeah yeah my buddies do that stuff
1: oh okay that's
0: cool <laughs> in fact i'm working with a buddy right, right I- now like I was like, "Why don't you make a board after me?" Because my nickname's been Frog my whole entire life. That's why there's a frog in my logo. Froggy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, there um, I was thinking we should make a board and it should have lily pads built on it. <laughs> like where the mm-hmm. on a body board we drop knee ride, oh. uh, foot goes to one spot and there should be a lily pad for the foot, and where your knee goes, there should be a lily pad for the knee. It was just something silly in my head, and having my mm-hmm. big frog logo stamp on the board. Sorry. But yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I want to do, man. I'm like, I'm excited to like bang with your head where your ideas are. And it's cool. And it's cool to see with what knowledge you have to feed off of it. I just fed Mm -hmm. knowledge off of this guy. Um, have you ever heard of Portland gear? No, it's a apparel shop in, um, downtown Portland, right across the street from the, um, hockey, the hockey field, the soccer field there. um, Mm -hmm and it's crazy how he how he made it it started with the letter P and all he Mm -hmm. did was in the letter P in the inside of it all he did was put the state of Oregon in there Mm -hmm. and it sold like pancakes he had two Mm -hmm. designs that one and the other one said Portland across the shirt and it had Oregon around the O&R and And those were the only two shirts that he had and he started with he he started with a thousand dollars in apparel and, mm-hmm. you know, he was pushing it on Instagram. He was doing photos and stuff. And the very first day they opened up Shopify, they sold out $5,000 worth of apparel, sold out. And it was just the letter P in Portland. And now today they're pushing roughly 150000 a month, supposedly, in sales, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And this guy's really mm-hmm. cool, man, because he, he'll talk to you and just tell you, hey, I like what you're doing and you need to do this next. That's where I've been getting some of my knowledge from. So I'm like, okay. And so he goes, focus on that and we'll talk again. You know, let me see where you go with that. So I'm like, okay, follow yeah. the footsteps of somebody that's been what I'm doing. It's a hard market. It, Art's, mm-hmm. art's a hard market, period. There's a lot of artists out there. Well, it's t-shirts, mm-hmm. painters or whatever, tattoo artists. It's mm-hmm. a hard market, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing in life is meant to be handed to us, right? Or else right. we'd all be millionaires yeah. living luxury.
1: That's the thing I like about our individuality is that because, you know, there's not like, you know, like, you're going to find you're not going to, you know, it's going to be hard to find something that does some, you know, the same thing that you do, or the same thing that I do. And that's what's going to draw people in, I think.
0: I like the fact that you're a photographer as well, because I think we got to abuse that camera. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. i mean i got some ideas for some photo shoots i want to do and i was asking greg as well you know greg you know greg, greg. The photographer out here
2: oh oh yeah yeah yeah. I greg know. mason
0: yeah. um yeah i i yeah, asked him yeah. too to join you know like go to the beach get a surf sh- shoot out like i like to get mm-hmm. some photos of me surfing but i want to i want to lay some clothes on the beach it sounds so corny mm-hmm. but I want to get the water coming up and going over my apparel and get that white water, you know what I mean? Get that, you know how the water's going up and down the sand? I want to get that feeling, though, on my apparel going up and down the sand, like, and I know some caves and stuff that we can go into and do a photo shoot in and stuff. And I got all these silly little ideas planned out. I just want to get them done. Yeah. Yeah. Plugging in. You know, and, and now one thing, and, and maybe this is something you might want to think about doing. I got some other information for you, by the way, because I've been, I've been working, my friend. Because um, I was thinking about your hoodies, like, okay, maybe one day he gets it big and he's, he needs, like, a hundo. I found, actually, a screen printing distributor, if it ever got like that and you want to go that route, you know what I mean? And technically, you can get hoodies and screen printing done. I don't know how good. I I would say go in and go meet the people and play with what they have first. But roughly twenty five bucks. Some of these companies are offering per, and that, that's not bad. You know, for a big overturn, if you're doing mm-hmm. something huge, get you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, because I was thinking, okay, let's say if I got the um, the Vancouver Beer and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. Okay, they'd want something like a thousand shirts. Well, I sure the hell don't really want to weed a thousand shirts. I mean, I would, but boy, that'd be a mess for me. Um, So I was like, well, I need to find me a screen printer. So I started pounding all these screen printers and I found a couple here in Mm -hmm. Portland. So it's another route that we could take down the road. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, Yeah, I I don't know where I I was really going with that because there was something else I wanted to say. And I started drifting on numbers.
1: Well, you're you're talking about you're saying that you had some some you had a bunch of ideas that you want to do, and some of them sound silly. And what I was gonna say is, you know, I I think that's good. I have a ton of ideas as well, and some of them I, I've done. Oh. And at the time, I had these ideas. It might it might look crazy to someone who doesn't know what's in my mind, right? And it's like, and then like when it comes out, everyone's like, oh, like I put out a book called couches of St. John's.
0: Yes, Yes.
1: Yes. Tell people about this. Okay. So I take pictures of everything, just anything that catches my eye. And then over the years, collections build. And then, uh, so I've been taking pictures of these couches throughout the years. So I, I, these abandoned couches that people leave on, on the curb. And I'd be like, well, people sure leave lots of couches, you know, just put them on the curb and stuff. so I just said, you know what? to myself i was just going to start taking pictures of them so I'd be out with a friend or whatever and I'd be like hey hey hold up hold up let me just take this picture real quick and they might be like oh well what's, yeah they might think it's kind of odd like why is he taking a picture of a couch and why is he taking multiple pictures of the same couch from different <laughs> angles you know why is he getting down low to the to the you know near, to the pavement to get this weird angle of this couch you know is he going to buy the couch why does he want a couch trying to you know, sell what's that shit
0: on? on eBay man <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
1: So then, um, so then, like, when COVID happened, I mean, it's like I had a lot more time to, to really a lot of downtime. And I was like, you know, I, I want to do some really constructive things. And I want to, like, do them at an accelerated pace to just really get my stuff going. So I said, you know what, I'm going to come out with a zine. So I'm going to come out with a small, a small magazine, a small booklet. A sheet of paper folded in half and it's going to look like a magazine between a magazine and a book and it's going to be all about couches. so I had I made this thing as a picture book about couches. it's called Couches of St. John's there's a puzzle in it there's poetry in it there's even a QR code that leads to a song that I wrote oh about, really? yeah it leads to a song that I wrote Almost like a parody song, but it could work out as, as a serious song There's a song I wrote about a person who's frustrated with their couch and that they're gonna take it outside. Uh, So so it's just like really and there's some commentary. There's some some, you know, historical information there um, It's in full color. So you look at there's one couch. That's like a, a velvety blue couch against um, a red garage so there's like all sorts of color saturation saturation in there. And then there's some couches that are just like beat down and raggedy and falling apart. So each couch has a different story. So it kind of makes you think, hey, well, what type of person had this couch or what situations happen on this couch? And then I wrote some poetry, too. It, you know, it's just like crazy. Like, hey, remember what we did on the couch then?
0: I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you still have a copy of that. Yeah. Do you, do you have numerous copies or only one?
1: Oh, I have um. Well, they're all at Revolution's bookstore. Okay. Bookstores. So okay. I sold about, so far. I Probably sold about twenty-five of them. I think.
0: Okay. That's,
1: and because
0: uh, one of the silly ideas that I had, or I was thinking, is like uh, a giveaway. Um, yeah. And it'd be cool if you had one to give away, like Instagram. Do a giveaway. What you do is you go on Instagram and you um, for them to enter, you just tell them to tag a friend, and and oh, yeah. what the tagging uh, friend does, it actually. Mm -hmm. programs into your little thing your uh your instagram page or whatnot so when you're doing other things they'll now start seeing your posts and whatnot it just triggers more followers as well instead of buying ads a lot of people buy ads for like instagram or facebook and they're pretty much pointless Mm -hmm. so instead of buying an ad you do a weekly giveaway and like you can do the book or a t-shirt or whatever like that's what and you'll do it and they'll tag friends and it might only start off with like 20 friends being tagged, but eventually it will start growing. The next thing you know, it'll be like 1600 people just got tagged. you know what I mean? And now you have 1600 people. And then when you finally do do a Facebook, um, a Facebook ad, guess what? They'll see that ad as well. And now they know who you are as well because they've received free stuff from you and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Just another promotion and get people to follow you
1: yeah I, I like that idea
0: yeah pretty simple yeah, too
1: good idea and you know like maybe i might do a sh- you know maybe i might do a shirt that has a collage of the different couches <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So i might be hitting you up for something like that Dude, you know, the book would like,
0: be really cool and you sign it that would be sick
1: yeah yeah so it's like an l oh, and, and then by the way i'm gonna be coming out with a zine every quarter so there's going to be at least four zines okay. per year Um, because that's something I'm really big on. I want to get more, a variety of different products out there, like with the visual art. Um, and I want to be able to, what I, what I like about that is, is that depending on how much money you have, like if you're, if you don't have a lot of money, then, you know, you could get a zine or maybe you could get postcards or a shirt, some clothing. So like, there's something for all, all price points. Yeah. Because do you know what your next
0: one's going to be by any chance?
1: Um, no, I don't. I have a, I have, I have like a, a running list of what they could possibly be. Okay. Um, it might be either poetry, photography or art. Uh, cause my, um, I didn't talk too much about my my photography, but my photography, there is a range of stuff I do. Like I do a lot of abstract buildings. Um, I do, um, a lot of neighborhood stuff,
0: Well. Yeah. Good man,
1: um, do a lot of cars. If I see a, a cool looking car,
0: I wanted um, to do a thing on homeless. The homeless out here is so bad. I wanted mm-hmm. to go around taking photos of all the homeless camps, yeah, you know, and do something. But it, it's a bad problem out here, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be cool to do something where like all the proceeds go to charity yeah, to, to, it's to help. Tough, or,
0: it's a tough one, man. It's like
1: really tough
0: a tough one it's, it's mm-hmm. been an ongoing problem forever and mm-hmm. it, it, it's a tough one man um yeah your artwork and stuff um it, where, where can people find it like website um yeah um social media anything like that what do you got okay. out there for people to go check out your artwork
1: okay so um my website is com, and then on facebook um Chris McMurray the artist on instagram i have two um one is chris dj k-r-i-z dj mm. and then the other one is spelled out chris com. so that's um chris mcmurray d-o-t-c-o-m
0: nice nice is it and you don't have an online store or anything like that correct people no, just I don't message a, you if they like something
1: yeah, yeah just message me
0: okay yeah
1: yeah well, I, can't and wait, I, sell,
0: I can't wait to see some more work from you. I can't wait to see the St. John's Bridge. I'm all pumped up on this.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, too, because I'm, I'm usually more prolific. With, what I like to do is I like to be really super prolific with, like, coming out with a lot of new stuff, especially, like, during the fall and winter. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I create year-round, but I like to, like, do a, the bulk of work in the fall and winter while, you know, it's cold and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Cause I'm not, I'm not, I haven't really been doing that much, um, outside of, a, uh, you know. Well, no,
0: the lot of, know, it's been the soaking pandemic. wet and freezing here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just been staying in and just like working on art. Um, like I did this one of this, um, this, um, let me see me and my daughter were working on this. It was just like a fun project just to work for um you know work on for New Year's Eve and she just started marking up marking it up and then I just started doing Oh, my that thing
0: in the and, Mexican restaurant, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I told her um told her if it's um if I end up selling it that she gets she's gonna get fifty percent of it. So nice. she was excited. There, yeah, there
2: you
0: go. There you go. There's a sweet deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I got a bunch of different projects that I'm always working on and and like different branch, different um, dimensions to my main style. So I'm always trying to expand. Um, You know, I have like my regular style, which I'm still going to do. But I'm also always trying to grow and trying to explore. And uh, I'm always like super engaged in everything. Staying busy and
0: staying creative. I like it, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, man. I'm trying to stay busy, trying to keep things going as well, man. Uh You know, but things are happening and I'm liking it. And I think we got a lot of good things to happen in the future. And I think we need to keep pounding on it and working and, Mm -hmm. you know, communicate with each other for sure. I'm excited to put your um, art on apparel. I love doing it. It's cool. I appreciate it. I like it a lot. I like just watching the reactions. I love when people hit me up. i like, don't hit me up. Hit Chris up.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, re- I really, I really appreciate you know that the stuff that um you've done.
2: You're you know, welcome.
1: So I work with you because it's like you know, like your turnaround time is is really good and and uh,
0: unless and- unless I have a problem getting hoodies sometimes it's a freaking nightmare especially with the way shipping is going right now it's 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 i got suppliers still that don't have large black zipper hoodies of certain brands unless you want to move up like like i said there's Mm -hmm. midweight, heavyweight legend there's all kinds of weights to hoodies and
2: uh
0: the 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 midweights can't find them man you can't find gildan Mm -hmm. zip-ups you can't find hanes zip-up you can't find any cheap zip-ups like uh hats my hat suppliers completely mainly out of all the damn hats oh hey heads up we're running out of time we got uh five minutes because one hour it'll do maximum recording so um chris it was an honor to have you on here and chat we'll definitely chat more man um yeah we'll definitely do some events together we'll even bring the podcast to events and we can do some live stuff as well like on instagram and facebook for the people um Mm -hmm. hopefully we can get together here like any day soon and uh maybe yeah, do a little I'm photo down. shoot maybe or mm-hmm. something silly go just walk around the tracks go walk around downtown portland i'd like to go to that yeah. record shop on us uh, on uh on second street there the reggae shop yeah. i haven't been there i mm-hmm. have not been there since like 1992 bro and i would love to go just trip out in there for a day mm-hmm. so
1: yeah that'll be cool yeah i'm down
0: yeah man i appreciate you coming on the show man and um i hope we can do some more of these and yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna get that artwork done and we'll do some more t shirts and <laughs> hoodies. Yes, <laughs> I love <laughs> you, my brother. I'll talk to you real I soon, man. Love you. All, All right, right, sounds bro. good. Right, you care. have a good one, man.
1: All right, you too. All right, bye.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to IRE Sessions Podcast. That was Chris McMurray out here in Portland, Oregon, a local artist that I collaborate, work with. Um, it's an joy to be around that guy and to do work with him. I hope you all enjoy listening to his story. We'll get much more out of him through, uh, through future podcasts. I um, was running out of time. He records for an hour, and you got to stop. Uh, granted, I could have stopped it, and we could have continued. could have called him right back or reset the podcast like I'm doing right now. But um, hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Um, Every, you know how I do these podcasts. I like to play a song for everybody. And um, a couple of you guys know, I've been digging the Yellow Wolf. And there's a big reason why I've been digging the Yellow Wolf. The guy is just throwing albums out there like M&Ms. I mean, just, it's unbelievable. So five albums. He has released in April of 2021, five albums. Um, he's got so much music out there. And pretty much what he's doing is he's saying goodbye to hip hop. He's um he's, he's changing his career over to rock and roll. And yes, the guy can actually play rock and roll. In fact, he already has a rock and roll album out there. Believe it or not, it just hasn't been released yet. And he does have another album to a movie soundtrack that's coming out. He has a movie that he made um, Mudmouth movie and there'll be another album or actually I believe, uh, excuse me, the Mudmouth album did come out already but he does have a movie coming out um but yes here's a song by yellow wolf it's rocks at your window this is um this is a deep song actually and it's good it's a different version of yellow wolf that you probably haven't heard um this is about a a really good friend of his that was helping him along through his career but also helping him through the hardest times of his life through the addiction when he had nowhere to go um Kind of a sad story, you know, because he ends up losing his friend. Um, I I, I don't know if he was on tour. I believe his friend passed away while he was in rehab. But um, anyway, here's Yellow Wolf. Rocks at your window.
3: Your window, no, you're up there in the big house looking down. Throwing rocks at your window, no, you're up there in the big house looking down. Got the Chevy on the highway. on good times, you and me, we was on our way, small town, when the names in the marquee now, the marquee now, those were the good times, yeah, this was a lot of fun, I drink all night long, and yeah, when it was all said and done. You can't bring me home come on Don't Rocks at your window Know you're up there in the big house looking down Don't rocks at your window There in a big house looking down. still care I won't leave them behind Gave a hug to your first son Tears fell down my face He looks and acts just like you In every way Come on Throwing rocks at you in
4: No, you're up there in a the big house looking down. fat. If I never told you that I loved you, if I never said that to your face, man, I'm sorry because I really did and I really do. Ever since Gaston, when we were kids. You was always my favorite. Told you if I ever got a record deal, i will put you on and I did, for that I'm proud But it was a hard road, homie, what a tough act to follow Eminem gave me a record deal and I hit the road It made you feel hollow, but you never showed it You just smiled, all you ever said was, Wolf, I'm proud Wolf, go kill him, Wolf, you got this And you stayed home and held Mama down She called you son, I called you brother You even caught the heart of my grandmother And when you got sick, she came to visit On my behalf and she kept you covered Seventh son of a preacher man A quiet prophet with a raspy voice Every time you picked up a microphone, the crowd stopped and knock They had no choice Like yesterday Like you never left Slow American on your gravestone And the legacies beyond death I broke in half When I lost you I guess I couldn't see then What I gained A guardian angel in the streets And a fighting spirit Angel Rico
0: out your window pretty deep song man it's pretty good though huh it's got a good voice all right guys we'll be back in eight seconds to finish this cast up all right everybody welcome back thank you for joining us today um and really enjoy doing that podcast with chris and look forward to doing many more with him and uh, local events we'll be doing and stuff and interviewing the crowds I mean there, there's a lot of things we're gonna do with this podcast right now we're just starting off and you know I just want to finish this off by saying don't forget to go to iresessionsapparel.com. come check us out check out the apparel we also make custom apparel so you don't even have to pick a design that's already made you want something made send me the picture we'll get it done um, also subscribe to YouTube. On YouTube, you'll see how the apparel's made, and also see other parts of my life, as in the surfing, snowboarding, and fishing. Which you're going to get a lot more of that here on the podcast as well. Um, right now, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's cold. It's wet. So being on a boat ain't too fun. Trying to do a podcast or whatnot. Um, but we'll we'll get some podcast shows done up on the mountain as well when we do some snowboarding and. Definitely do some podcast shows down at the beach when we're surfing. Talking about surfing, we are planning a Pacific Northwest bodyboard meetup. Don't know exactly when that is yet. Um, kind of everybody's kind of talking about March. We'll see what's going on. We'll keep you posted on that. Um, I know we want to do another meetup in September, like a camping style one, while it's still warm up here in the Pacific Northwest. Also, you know, like me on or like me like us on Facebook. Um, I Sessions Apparel. And you're definitely gonna want to follow us on Instagram. On Instagram, we'll be doing weekly giveaways. We're actually getting ready to start that here real soon. Um, and all you gotta do to enter on the giveaway is tag a friend in a post. That's all you gotta do. Tag a friend. Enter as many times as you like. Just tag a friend. Um, we'll be giving out t-shirts, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and and much much more. Um, once again, just want to thank everybody. Thank you for supporting I recessions and what I do. There's a lot, there's bigger things coming in the future. You just got to stay tuned. We're just barely breaking ground right now. Um, there's eventually a shop coming for the apparel, but it ain't just going to be your typical shop. It's going to be a place where you can come and have a beer, make a t-shirt, buy apparel, whatnot. It's going to be a fun little hangout. And like I said, there's, there's bigger things in the future. Just, we're just getting off the ground, trying to figure out this whole podcast thing, and just trying to get comfortable with everything. A lot going on right now, especially with the media. Um, Got to get some. I need to get. I need to get some people involved with digital media into my into my little team here. But um, yeah, man, thank you everybody for joining us. Much more to come and play. Uh, please stay tuned. This was the first podcast of the year. How about that? Let's see how many more we can get going. Thank you for joining us. Much love to everybody out there. Stay Irie.